It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Let me explain real quick. So, Russ sponsors, if, you, if, if you're a Headlines watcher or listener, but you haven't watched the Sunday Smash or the Monday Smash, depending on what time of year it is, Russ is the sponsor for the Smash. And that's his commercial that runs it usually once or twice during that show. Yeah. But we also need breaks for the radio for Seminole Headlines. That's correct. So, Jeff and Tom and Ben have created this where we're going to give a, a few spots here for Russ to just give you that that break for the radio station. So, yeah. so people understand what's going on there. Yeah. And then by the way, uh, hour number two, if this were the start of hour number two for Seminole headlines, it, it headliner questions, which we would say thank you to all of our sponsors, but in particular, this particular hour, Dr. Birch, Birch orthodontics. Thank you, Dr. Birch. Ira, take it away. Like you always do. <laughs> if you, uh, you or anybody in your family needs orthodontic care, uh, or just to want to talk Florida State football. Listen, I out. don't I don't know that Dr. Birch is going to kick you out. No, no. Or her staff would kick you out if you went into Birch Orthodontics, conveniently located northeast Tallahassee on Capitol Circle Northeast. If you just want to go in and maybe have a bottle bottle of water, they have a little bottle of water cooler. And uh, you can get yeah. beverage, admire the the decorations in the in the room and talk a little Florida State football. They'll they'll do it with you. Or, but if you want orthodontic care, you can't go anywhere better. Birchorthodox.com is the website. You can set up a free consultation. They have the best, uh, most advanced techniques. That's they have correct. Great customer service, and they they handle problem cases like somebody like a, a young Clark Cameron. Yeah. Who, by the way, I'm proud to tell you today was voted team captain for his football team. Let's oh, go. Really? Does he get a C on the jersey? Yeah, the whole deal. Yeah. All right. Got, hey, uh, I'll tell you this much: a former FSU great. Keith Cottrell called me to tell me that my son was voted team captain. Nice. Was the fix so the, in here? Was the fix yeah? Does, in? does Keith just name him that, or do the players uh, vote? It's a vote by the team. It's by okay, the okay. Clark. Yeah. All right, dog. Keith, nice. Keith just gave everybody got a little ballot that said Clark oh, Cameron on no, it. No, no, no. Clark cares. As you guys know, and Clark. we won't get into more detail. As you guys know, uh, Brady was not voted team captain. <laughs> Anyway, right, let's just on. shut it down. Real, real, shut it down. Real quick. <laughs> real quick. We're going to move on from that. The highlight of my uh, weekend in a weird way was just seeing your face as we hey, had that Hey, that's enough. All right, we're moving on. So, but, but our worlds collide here because Keith Gottschall texted me last week and said, hey, give Dr. Birch some love. And I forgot to do it last week's show. Damn because, you. Because Dr. Birch in her office sent over free meals to all the teachers oh, at, at the middle you school. Forgot? You forgot. I know, I know. But, but, but that's she's the kind like of stuff a, she does. What a godsend for our community. Yep. That's all I'm going to say. Just a good person for Tallahassee. And we're lucky to have her. Yep. We all are. Yeah, that is true. I um, can't wait to meet her for a second time. That was a good time. The first time we had a good I know, time. I know. I really liked it. Partying. I enjoyed talking to her. Um, I, you know, I think this is interesting, by the way, fellas. I'm kind of curious about this. It happens all the time. People love the idea of taking players from teams of yesteryear and putting them on this year's team. Right. Taking players from this year's team in this situation is a little bit different and put them on 2013 team. If you could pick two players off of both the 2013 offense and defense to add to this team, who would they be? Only adding two from that defense to this defense, do they win the national championship? 
Oh, so I added to the question from Holden. Sorry, Holden. I, I wonder, is there anybody on this team that you would put on the 2013 team to make them even better? And then we'll answer Holden's question. That's actually fun. I mean, hmm. either one of those receivers. Like, what you think I know that. Would you add Jared Verse to that could team? You, could you imagine Johnny and KB? Well, yeah. What are we doing? Rashad in the slot and Keon, like, hey, guys, can I get on the field? Like, <laughs> I mean, come on. That would have, yes. But, they, I mean, you can't do much better than 13 and 0, so they still would have won it. But or I'm 14 saying, who would, and you, 0, who would you, I mean, honestly, who would you, well, Dalvin. I, I, uh, no, no, he went on I, that I team. Yeah, I, I don't mean 2013, would, 2014. Yeah. For the 2013 team, I, I would go with Telvin Lamarcus. I mean, and I just, I think, and I do think you win the national championship. Oh, if you I took might, those two and put them on this year's team? Yeah. Yeah. I I might th- I think Jernigan's one Jernigan, of them. Jernigan maybe. I think Jernigan's one of them, and then either Telvin right, then or Lamarcus. I would go Jernigan Probably and Lamarcus. Telvin. I would and go, go Jernigan Telvin. And Telvin. Yeah. yeah. That's mm. tough, man. That's Lamarcus a- and Telvin. I, I think Jernigan is almost an automatic, just because if I mean, what would he be? I to think that? I think very hard about br- bringing in Brian Stork. Hmm. He was. Jeff will be like, we finally got somebody who can beat out Maurice Smith. Yeah, well, yes. But Brian Stork was for real, man. Yeah, and that's good, why man. the Patriots loved him. I and mean, he was for real. If he hadn't gotten concussed, Brian Stork would still be in the league. Um, and look, man, I mean, look, we all love Jordan Travis, some more than others. But he ain't probably, you probably take Jameis Winston off that offense. <laughs> yeah, but but if you only but if you can only take two guys, I mean Cause I mean, hey, so by the way, if I get it, if you promise me that I get a, I get a motivated, going to play hard every week, Kelvin Benjamin, that's who I take. I don't know, man. You already got a got one of those guys. I know, but Kelvin Benjamin, no, no, that's the I, answer. Ooh, Gabriel, we, he's more special teams, but Roberto in his prime. That's quality. That's a there. really good one. You that's, win, Gabriel. You yeah, win. Yeah, that's that's one of them. Yeah, yeah. All the other ones are almost like luxuries. Like Kelvin would be a luxury. Um, Stork would be a luxury. Aguayo would be a difference maker. Like you have a good, you yeah. great offense anyway, but now you have a guy that can put you over the top because he can make clutch kicks anytime you get inside the other team's 35. I just want to say, Ryan, you son of a bitch. I did not steal your pick. I didn't even see it until you brought it back up again further down here. And I love you. No. <laughs> mm. Just so you know, uh, Kelvin Benjamin was, if, if you got that kid playing hard, man, whoo. That was yeah. different. That yeah. was different. Uh, but, you know, you didn't always get him playing really hard. So there's that. Um, all right. Are you going to read Twitter questions? Because I I did not ask Facebook questions, but I did ask Twitter. So I'll be honest. I really reserve this space for people who show up. Um, hey, I put no, out no, no. the call. Yeah, he did put out the call, and it was a late call, and it people still answered. kind of a joke just to uh, piss you off. That's fine. I'm going to – here's what <laughs> – I could see Ira getting so concerned. Like, hey, I don't see any of my questions. Time to talk Shopify. A couple years ago, I wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you guys. But I had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling yay sausage shirts and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. (laughs) 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is the only tool you'll need to grow your business without the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point-of-sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. So you'll sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I really love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, now to grow your business, no matter what stage of the game you're in. Shopify.com slash warchant. MLB is in full swing, and my bookie is going to be your one-stop shop for all your betting needs. The wide range of betting options, including money lines, run lines, totals, and futures, my bookie gives you plenty of ways to bet on your favorite teams and players. You can also take advantage of the brand new MyBookie money bag feature, which gives you the chance to secure a bet on your favorite team or player at insanely boosted odds. Sign up today at MyBookie, use promo code WARCHANT to secure a first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. It's simple, deposit $200, play with $300 instantly. Just use promo code WARCHANT to claim your bonus. So if you're a baseball fan looking to add even more excitement to the new season, look no further than MyBookie. Sign up now and get ready to experience the thrill of baseball betting like never before. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for WarChant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. All right. I, um, I screwed up. I didn't have the Twitter questions up. So, Corey, now? do you have any questions you want to ask me and Ira? I thought I, that's what you just used the Russ spot for was to get to Twitter. I'm, I'm there now. Um, now. Now we're going. Here we go. Here, oh, got him. Got him. Thank God. I, Corey, I was going to give you a chance to do what you've always wanted to do, ask me and Ira questions. But What do you all think about uh, uh, Michael, the Michael Orr situation? That's pretty – You know, I was going to say, color me just stunned. Yeah. That, that, that story – that Hollywood story was not exactly as it was built to be. By the way, the first question comes from our friend Wilson, and he just comes out swinging. Hello, fellow Dead Dad Club members. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, you can't answer this one. And he wrote, plus Jeff. Oh, okay. I've got an asshat longhorn buddy that keeps comparing the 23 knolls to the 19 horns. A lot of promise, but will ultimately fall flat. He's wrong. God, I hope he's wrong. Is he wrong? So was the 19 Texas team the one that came up? I think they beat Georgia in the bowl game the year before. I think that might have been what happened, like stunned Georgia in the Sugar Bowl and beat them kind of convincingly and brought that quarterback back. I don't remember his name. He's the white kid that could run. Again, motor, more athletic than he th- Erlinger, I don't yeah. remember who it was. I can't remember yeah, the yeah, Texas yeah. quarterbacks. Yeah. But, yeah, he's um, actually in the league, yes. I you know, Ellinger is who you're talking about. Ellinger. There you go. Uh, yeah. I, I got look, you, we'll see. I, you know, we'll see. I, I think that, I think that you have a better coach and a better coaching staff than that Texas team had, man. And hopefully listen, that helps and a the, better quarterback. Hopefully. Yeah. The Texas history is that of underachievement. 
Yes. So let's just point that out. When Florida State operates at peak efficiency, they win and win big. Texas, they fail to Oklahoma and others on the regular. That's what they do. That's what they do. So yeah, they, I think you, Wilson, tell your buddy to go to hell. That's all. Yeah. I mean, I think that's that's what that's the answer here, Wilson. And I know you. I met you. I know that you have that in your heart. You want to tell him that anyway because you identified him as your Texas ASAP friend. Yeah, yeah. So uh, just tell him to go to hell. Go straight what, to hell, like yeah. straight to hell. Greg writes, I assume you covered an hour number one, but just in case, I'd like an update on the number of Snuggy Hill tickets that have been secured. Guys, there, there might There's be some movement. There's something in the works. There might, there might be, be some something movement. in the works. That's all I'm all saying. Right. There might be some movement afoot, right? And that's in October, right? Or late? That's like late. That's early October, I think, is when they go to Winston-Salem. It's a great so got time, time to take the hill. To uh, really make something happen there that will uh, – We'll, we'll ingratiate us even more with the ACC, I think. <laughs> uh, FSU is scheduled to play Notre Dame at Notre Dame in 2024 at Doak in 2026. I think Notre Dame will cancel FSU at Doak in 2026 for not supporting the Stanford Cal to the ACC deal. Mm, yeah. <laughs> in the ACC won't say a word in objection. What do the three amigos of Seminole headlines believe will happen? I believe we'll be gone by the 2026 game. Yeah, I would think so. Um, and those, yeah, that contract is Notre Dame has to play five ACC schools every year and that's Florida state's turn. So yeah, I mean, if they're gone, they might be gone from that. I like this next question. Cause I think the answer is yes. So they play at Notre Dame though next year. Is that yeah. right? No, 26 is what he said. I no, think. no, 24. They play Doke in 26 and 24. We play there. Okay. Oh, I thought it was the other way around. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we play there in 24. We'll go beat that ass. Let's go. Yeah. Um, Burke writes, considering our offense, would you rather have an overly aggressive defense selling out to create turnovers, turnovers, even if they give up big plays or a defense that's more bend, but not break, giving up fewer points? No, no, no. Be more aggressive. Give up some big plays, create turnovers. You've got an offense that can handle that. I don't want to bend, but don't break defense because then our offense isn't on the field and time is being consumed. It is, it is always be more aggressive when your offense is elite. Yep, I agree with that. I well, then let that. me let me ask you a follow-up to that question. Do you think, Adam Forward, because I think last year was not that. They they were a little bit right. more conservative. Yes. Do you think they feel like they have the personnel and yeah. because of this offense to do that? Yes. Year? Yeah. How could you not? You've got a Russian that's a first-round draft pick. You've got a secondary that's going to be ball hawking, I think, because of the way they're coached. They're also already more aggressive. We see that in camp. They have talent. I know some of it's green, and they'll get exposed occasionally because of how new that is. But I, I think you got to go balls to the wall. I think you're going to win first down a lot against the run if, if teams try to run. So second and long, third and long. Yeah. I mean, this, you got to come on. Let's go create turnovers. What's the over under on Braden Fisk pick sixes? Three. <laughs> how many did Telvin have in thirteen? I think Telvin had two or three in thirteen. So more than as that. a linebacker, he did. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like it. But no, you want to be aggressive here. You want to create turnovers by far. Um, the dad guy writes, once FSU announces the move to the SEC, will it be for 2025? B, can we get a home game versus Texas A&M while Jimbo is still there? Oh, Fun man. question because I think if we made any announcement, it would likely be for 2025 or later. And then as far as A&M goes, Jimbo will be fired by then. But we can hope he's not. 
And he might not be there. Like people yeah. think they might be decent this year. So maybe they will. And yeah, they haven't thought that before with A&M and he, they always deliver. The thing about Jimbo though, here's the thing about Jimbo, man. Like, yeah, I don't want to see him coming to, to Doak and win that game. Like that would not be, uh, that I would think he would be gracious. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be worth it to beat him to have the, possibility that he would win. But Doak, I think so. he'd be gracious, Ira. I do. I think he'd be gracious. And that would hurt more, I'm... Corey. That would hurt more. Well, you're right. It would. If he's like, I love this place. It's always been yeah. home. Should have never left. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all that yeah, stuff. I think yeah, he'd yeah. be gracious. And in, in roll eyes. It would be disingenuous. It would be nonsense. Sure. But more. still, I think say the right things. I don't think he would like puff his chest out and, and Na- lock Florida State for naive, it. I don't think. Naive Corey, Corey might be my favorite Corey. Come on, man. I, I there's, just There's a pureness there. That it's I like. the better nature of our soul. It's the better natures of our soul that I think of when I think of Jimbo. Oh, boy. Corey. <laughs> uh, if you could choose any team other than FSU to win the national title this year, who would it be and why? That's from Casey. Now, Corey's answer is going to be Georgia. No, uh, Virginia. The ACC needs a boost, <laughs> and that would be good for the ACC moving forward to have Virginia win the national. All right, title. so hold on. Casey goes on to say, I would choose Washington because I love to watch Penix play, and that's a really cool program and fan base. By the way, it is a really cool fan base. It really is a cool program, and Penix is great. I don't mind your answer, Casey. That's not terrible. I, too, have a fondness for Washington. Um, Anybody, anybody going for Colorado? No, sorry. Who would you legitimately root for to win? Uh, Corey, understandably, you'd take Georgia. I too would take East Tennessee State. Not going to happen. Yeah. Um, so, so who would we go with? Oh, man, I, I got there's, there's got you know what, man. Lane, what about Michigan? Lane, Lane Kiffin's starting to grow on me. Get off the screen, Corey. Stop it. Lane Kiffin's starting to grow on me, guys. <laughs> Lane <laughs> Kiffin. When he, he trolls, is, he he is, tro- he's legit. Yeah. We're serious. He's, he's legitimately liking Lane. His trolling of the Gators, man, is I mean, it's there's some good stuff, man. He's uh he is funny. He's he's he growing funny. on me a little bit. He might be a criminal, but he is oh, yeah, no question. Yeah, yeah. It's like the anti-hero that we all embrace in every show that we like. Well, you what what about Oklahoma? Come on, baby, let's go. I was gonna say you That's might you would that. like that, right? And yeah. and Lincoln Riley leaving them and taking all their best yeah, players. Let's go. And no, back hey, again. listen, Homer Center all day, baby. Yeah. yeah. But I, I don't I, think I it's gonna happen. That. It won't, but I wouldn't mind that. It's been twenty four years since they've won. So who's, be, uh, who's a coach we like? There's gotta be a college football coach we like. Like yeah. you'd really like to see them win a national title. Who? I mean, they could actually win one or does that even matter? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's got to be realistic. So they but, have to be realistic because there's coaches I like that can't win. Um, Elko can't win, but I like him. Yeah. yeah. I like him. Hey, it's I love your boy Pitt. Love him. There's a lot more teams I'd rather, I, I would want to see go 0 and 12 than there well, is. Yeah. Like that's how you, I'd want to root for. That kind of talks about your viewpoint on life, <laughs> how you view life. You'd rather see more of pain and anger than. Right. Than, uh, um, Pitt's a good answer, by the way, but they can't. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't have one. Uh, uh, Georgia, but that even Georgia, they've won two in a row. I mean, they they can let somebody else win, but I don't, I don't have anybody that I'd like to. How about how about Dilly? Want you here for Dilly? <laughs> Did you like There's him a, saying that, that that guy they wouldn't have a football team without that one donor and he that could come run funny. routes and practice? It's funny 
But I don't know if the Arizona State it, – it, it reminded me that he's a pretty young dude. And that's yeah. maybe not something you want to say because right. it, it makes your program look like a little brother, like a little, little tiny brother that need, that, that uh, can't compete. Uh, it's funny, but it's just, you know, I think he'll learn from that. Jeff writes, last year I asked if Deuce Span would throw the ball more than once all season. This year my question is, will he catch more than two passes? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes. so yeah, yes, and, real, and real quick for the people that aren't at practice with us, Jeff is, uh, the president of the Deuce fan, fan club. Love him. Well, and, LHS, uh, baby. Lakewood all day. Let's go. I mean, you're it. a lame duck president. I think like, you don't, I don't feel like you're as excited as you used to be. I'm a little disappointed. Yeah. Um, I love him. Support's still there. Deuce brother. I've played on that same field. I'll get emotional <laughs> talking about it. Right. We've the blood, sweat, and tears at that field. 54th Avenue South, kids. All right. 54th Avenue South. So he he can throw. He's former quarterback. He can obviously catch. Mm -hmm. He could possibly run the football. There's an options for that, too. Does he have more than 70 total yards of offense? Well, and he could be a kick returner. So 100 total, 100 yards of total offense. Does total offense include kick returns? Yeah. Well, total yards. I don't think they call that offense. Yeah. Yeah. Will he have more than 100 yards? I would say yes to that because yes. I do think he'll return kicks. I yes. especially think he'll return kicks if they're up big in the third quarter. He'll get some looks back there. And Tate, will, the thing about Tate, if he gets in a game in kind of garbage time and Deuce is in there with him, oh, Tate's going to take some shots now. Jet, he, all you got to do is hit one of them. Just hit one of them, and he's hit, he's hit the over. Give me a little jet sweep, make a guy miss. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. go over, Ira. Can't be out here disrespecting Spartans. Right. My bad. Um, yeah, and there's another Spartan on the team, by the way, too, who's a walk-on. Nice. Stud. He kind of looks like he may start. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Ward to Dunn writes, can I get a short rant from all three of you in regards to Notre Dame and now the media trying to pressure the ACC to accept Stanford and Cal? Hey, I want to draw your attention, Ward to Dunn, to Iris column on warchant.com. I thought he did a great job. I don't pass out compliments the way Corey does. He we're on here and they don't. Yikes. Money. I'm not doing all that. <laughs> that's but not, that's, a, that's not something we say on Seminole Headline. What I'm saying with Ira is that, that was, he, wrote, he wrote a wonderful piece. And that, was a, right that, was, that was a Monday smash part of the episode. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> So, uh, maybe beep that, Ben. Check the time. <laughs> Check the time. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man. No, it's uh, yeah. I, I wrote about it in my column. I think you could feel some of the hostility. Uh, yeah, across. I loved it. It made me laugh. I could feel it coming off the page. I mean, just the audacity. The idea. It, what's so frustrating about them is the fact 109 that one hundred nine fifteen. Mark the edit. Sorry. Go ahead. They don't. Notre Dame doesn't live in the same world as it. You know, they're like Notre Dame is like the guy, the buddy that calls you up. I almost put this in the column. I didn't. Calls you up and like, hey, I'm going to New York this weekend. Let's go. And you're like, hey, dude, I can't. I've got a car payment and I've got no man, come on. What's wrong with you? You're not you're not the guy you used to be. It's like, man, I don't live in your world. You live work on Wall Street. You know, like there Notre Dame doesn't have the same consequences of other schools because yeah. they have so much money. So the idea that they're forcing trying to force Stanford and Cal on this conference that they're not even in is unbelievable. But it's par for the course, too, I guess. Yeah. Like you want to say it's unbelievable, totally. but it's not. It's totally believable. Yeah, no, it's nuts. Uh, I, you did a good job with that, Ira, and I mean that because just 
reading that, I could, I could sense the hostility, and I was, I, I was like, yes, say it. Keep saying it. This is ridiculous. <laughs> well, the point being that, oh, by the way, this is the exact reason we should never remain here, that this kind of yeah. nonsense, this, this is buffoonery. People talking about that, and oh, it's a shame. They should. Are we like? What are we doing here? Yeah. Again, everybody who says these types of things and writes these types of columns nationally about how selfish Florida State is, they're going to be the first to rip Florida State when they lose by forty to somebody who's making forty million dollars a year more than them, and yeah. they're they're going to laugh at us just like they did when we were down in the dumps. And the second somebody said, you know, maybe it's time for a legend like Bobby Bowden to move on. Oh, how dare you? And then next Saturday, you lose 30 to nothing to Wake Forest. And they're like, oh, my God, what's going on at Florida State? And the yeah. second you say anything about it, you're made fun of for wanting to move on. No. Well, I'm, hey, buddy, you're preaching to the choir, my man. You're preaching to the choir. Um, if we beat both LSU and Clemson to start the year, will Corey be pouring the champagne on his head again? Ooh, look, look, the stakes it, have gone up for the, the champagne pour. I mean that's a big one. Yeah, it's a, instead of just getting to one and four with a three point win over Syracuse, um, you're going four and zero and probably number two or number one in the country. Uh, yeah, I think I think that warrants uh, it definitely warrants an hour number two, and I think it probably warrants champagne. I just don't know if I'm going to have champagne with me at Death Valley. All right, so we're on the record now. It's an hour number two at four and zero. Well, hey Ira, as you recall, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Right. It's it's on my whims. It's a whim if I feel like doing it. No, absolutely. And I will remember this one. Okay. If they start out 4-0, they, yes, they will get an hour number two. Um, we should have a four-hour show just so I could do an hey, hour number hey, four. Hey. All right. You know what we're doing? If they – all right. If they're still undefeated, go into Snuggy Hill. The Florida State fans take the hill. Mm. We celebrate – Literally take it. Like take grab it. chunks of it and take it, it to your car. Yeah, that all happens, and they're still undefeated at that point. We're all pouring champagne pan in our heads. How about you know that? What I was thinking while we were yeah, they don't let you bring champagne into that hill. I mean, that's yeah, what they that's bring more. Yeah, they bring wine bottles. bottles. Yeah. yeah. Uh, ben, I think we should hear from Russ. It's been a minute. Let's get some love to Russ. During these breaks. <laughs> Headliners, Ira here. We had the idea a little while ago to start selling headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you guys. But we had no idea where to get started. That's why I'm so glad that we found Shopify. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide, including Seminole Headlines. Whether you're a startup using your man cave or your IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling satin sheets from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering yay sausage shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, to take your business or hobby to the next level today. Shopify.com slash warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Uh, FSU Road, FSU 23 Road. Corey will not remember. That's not true. I will. I will. I, I, trust me, if they're 4-0, oh, 
I'm going to be. Rem- I'm going to take it all in. I'm going to remember. I might do it. Hour number. I might do an hour number one if they're four zero. You. Uh, I would like that. Go ahead, do it. Lead <laughs> us off. I want to hear that. Oh, uh, okay. Let's uh, let's keep it rolling. We're we're rolling now. I'm getting all these questions. And by the way, people showed up tonight. They're pumped. Yeah. Big yeah. time. Uh, Michael, hey, I would like to. I would like to actually, because Lord knows neither one of y'all will. Is that column going to run tomorrow? Or did you get a chance to read? It, it? is going to run. I, I'm not ready yet, but it's going to run the morning. So I'm going to give y'all some numbers real quick, just a sneak peek into the column because there's a lot more. <clears throat> so Florida State is ranked in the top ten. Number eight. I went back and tracked every ACC team since Florida State joined the conference in 1992, and how many times other ACC teams have been ranked in the top ten since Florida State joined in 1992. Not many. So. I'm going to, I'm doing this off the top. Virginia tech leads the way with 31. This does not count Clemson. They're their own thing. Uh, Miami's 30, but again, Miami, most of those were when they first joined the conference. Then you go down to North Carolina at 26. Most of those were in 1997, Georgia tech, 18, Louisville, 10, Boston college, seven, wake two, NC state two. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wake Forest. Wake Forest only has two. Is an ACC power. Sure. Yeah, I know. Can you believe that? They've been ranked in the top ten for two weeks in thirty-one years. <laughs> NC State two weeks. Duke zero. Syracuse zero. Pitt zero. Florida State two hundred and fifty-three. <laughs> I you mean, saying they're pretty look, good at football. Look, man, it's and not it might what... have mattered in getting them. All those schools that have been jack squat for 30 years, they've gotten some money off the backs of Florida State. Clemson, Look, by the way, is at like 135 or 136. So even Florida State is 117 more weeks in the top 10 than Clemson. Look, man, it's not Wake Forest's fault that people want to overhype Florida State and right. not give them the credit they yeah. deserve yeah. for building the powerhouse. For those two weeks. For those two yeah. weeks. Yeah. So, you know. Top five is even worse. Obviously, nobody outside of Florida State and Clemson have been ranked number one in this conference. Recognize those two weeks, boys. Let's go. So, Go to warchant.com in the morning if you're subscribers. Hopefully, you're subscribers. If you're not, start a membership. And uh, actually, and if it's tonight, real quick, we're at promotions going everywhere, Jeff. That's if correct. it is tonight, by the end of the night, if you sign up for Battle's End as a new supporter of Battle's End, then you get a free War Chant subscription through the end of the year. Look at that. Ben mm. is on it. Come on, Ben. So, good, good job, job Ben. Um, Can we guys, run that Russ ad again? <laughs> well, hold on. I'm going to make him run the Russ ad again here in a minute. All right, uh, good. Free, oh, hey, ben, come on now, put it back up there. That is a free War Chant membership. Now that's worth seven thousand dollars a year. Yes, correct. You may not correct. know that it's worth seven thousand dollars a year. We don't Waited. charge that, but that's what it's yeah. worth. Waited for inflation. That's yeah. right. So you get a free War Chant membership if you join the battles in, and you get free access to WarChant.com for the rest of 2023. And what that entitles you to is back rubs and special spa memberships that you yeah. guys are unaware of. It's crazy. There's a wink, wink, nod, nod code that comes to your inbox that you get the second you sign up to be a member of the Battles in and get free war chant. You also get the Deshaun Watson code. And we will Dude, all celebrate together. How amazing I, is that? I, I thought you were drinking High Life. What do you, what it's do you those, got in that can? those breaks, Ira. Something's going on during those breaks. <laughs> I just wanted to have fun at Deshaun Watson's expense right. because Clemson fans really, really had a high opinion of themselves and how yes. and how terrible James Winston was. But go to War Chant in the morning, read Corey's column because he's got all of those numbers and more context. A lot more, a lot more, a lot of research, a lot more research than I like doing, but I did it. Um, <laughs> by the way, good job, Corey. I'm going to say that in advance before I read the story, but I already like the numbers. That's awesome. Yeah. Wait that till you hear the top one. five. 
it's a lot it's, it's a lot more stark than that all right so ra writes gentlemen huge news about the conference future please discuss just kidding with the headline curse the snuggy hill movement has caused an increase in the secondary market is it okay if we all move from the bleachers after fsu's fifth touchdown before halftime i think they'd let you in i again stephanie swears that she went to the game in 17 and she just left her seat and went and sat on the hill during like the second quarter and nobody stopped her nobody cared but she wasn't a throng right that's not our plan we have a plan we're gonna organize plans hopefully you have your own spot on the hill and we're all going to be out there. We'll have our own DJ out there. Uh, can you do that? Can you bring your own DJ? Can they what? tell you you can't bring in a radio? Why is now like 40% of this show just people saying things that don't really aren't really true? I don't know that that's not really true. I, I think we could bring somebody <laughs> in with their own radio. I mean, not like he's not going to have his turntables on and doing that, but he could play some music during the game because the band won't be there. Hmm. James writes, thank you guys for the work that you do. Do we finally leave the ACC in 2025? The 815 date appears to be not happening. When do we leave? So this guy, James, is solid as a rock. He just wants to know, Ira. <laughs> uh, are we giving percentages? I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's a good chance they're out by 2025. Me too. I'm not saying it's definitely Corey? happening, but my, that's my guess. Sure, sure. Well, no for life. No for life wants to know: Will we announce that we're leaving on Tuesday? I mean, why? Why has it not happened yet? If it's not, if it's you know, if it's going to happen tomorrow, so I, I don't know that it's going to happen. I, if I had to guess, I'm going to say no. But you know, again, man, all of this, I'm not. I don't have a firm opinion on any of this. is is obvious if you've been watching this. Barry wants to know if we beat LSU, are we in the top five? Sure. I think, yeah, you're definitely going to – if you if they push you ahead of LSU, it depends on how close the game is. You know, they're, they're desperately going to want to keep LSU ahead of Florida State, even right. if Florida State wins. And how great will it be to be able to benefit from that SEC bias in a few years, guys? Wouldn't, wouldn't you guys say that if they beat LSU, they're top two? Oh, I, don't, I can't imagine No, that. they're not leapfrogging those teams. They should, based on what they've done. Nobody else will have a more impressive win. It, but it'd no, be the most man, impressive not, win in the country. That's not how this works. You know that. Yeah, no, I think, I think they'll – the narrative for some people will be that LSU wasn't as good as people thought. Then they'll bring up how they didn't look good at the end of last season. So, Oh my goodness gracious. That's my theory. Um, Are Brown and Thomas expected to uh, start at safety and at cornerback respectively with Knowles filling both as needed? Well, Thomas won't be a safety. No. Shaheem will. I think Shaheem will. No, he said, no, he said safety and cornerback. Oh, Oh, Uh, no, I don't think Azaria. I don't, I would be surprised if Azaria starts. He could, he's had a really good camp. Um, but I, I my guess is, I, and Corey, you may feel differently. I know you're really high on Azaria, and I am too. Me too. But I have a feeling, I think it's going to be Cypress and Green. Me too. Yeah, I think it'll be Cypress. I like Dan's question. He writes, What would you consider a good nine and three, good or bad nine and three season? I mean, if somebody. If there's you injuries, beat Florida and Miami, you have to beat Florida and Miami, maybe sure. emphatically, right? Yeah. By multiple, multiple touchdowns. Yeah. But then who are you losing to? You lose at Pitt. So like a, like if you a, lose, if you lose to LSU on a field goal, if you lose to Clemson on the road, and now you got one more loss and you sweep your rivals, you dominate the other games, and the other loss is what? At Pitt? Yeah, it just so. can't be at Wake. If they lose to Wake, I don't care if they go 14-1. and one, Correct. It's not a good season. So, I'll ask you this, though. What if they lose on the road to Clemson? Well, you know, right now they'll 
probably be an underdog, and then they lose to LSU in a last-second field goal. Okay, no shame there. They're underdogs in, that, yeah. in those two games. And then they lose in the ACC championship 40-37. to 37. Well, then that would be a 10-3 and three season, um, yeah. not a 9-3 well, yeah, season. Yeah. He's talking about more about a regular season. That's why I think at Pitt would be one that – People lose to Pittsburgh. It's a yeah, decent good point. Now, I, I don't. There is no good nine and three season. No, the only good nine and three season is I think if you if it's you lose those two games and then you have a rash of injuries or something, yeah. or one or two significant injuries or something like that. But otherwise, it's going to be hard. That's that's the thing that kind of stinks about this season. Mm. It is kind of an all or nothing season. Like I feel like if you yeah. it, it, it's it stinks to say if they don't win the AC championship or if they don't go to the playoff, then it was a, a it was a disappointing year. But it kind of will be, man, because otherwise you're going to lose to Florida or Miami, or you're going to lose yeah. to some other team that stinks. I mean, it's hard to think of a nine and three season that works, guys. I mean, I think we would all just have to admit that that's a failure. They screwed yeah. up. Something happened that you know steered us off the beaten path. There. I mean, it's good to be in a place where nine wins is a failure again. Yeah. Um, Briley writes, not a depth chart question as they could both start. Who's better thus far, Cypress or Green? Uh, Renardo. Probably, yeah, probably Green. Yeah. But I'm Renardo curious to see what Cypress looks like in games. I am too. Uh, and he's been better. He's been appreciably better than he was in the spring. To me, he's been much, much better. But I still think Renardo has been the most consistent DB they've had. Uh, probably for 12 months now. I feel well, Jamie Robinson, count take, take him away. Renardo's just been good, man. That's yeah. a yeah, good, good football player they got yeah. there. Um, will the Knowles get a fair shake from the refs this year? No, I mean, why would they start now? Yeah, now's gonna do you be think now they're gonna be, really no, but the better question is, do you think there will be an obvious slant? I think they're gonna lead the conference in penalties. I don't think this is all going to help them for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that there's going to be like a smoke filled room where, you know, Jim Phillips is telling the officials to screw Florida state, but I don't think it's going to help them by any stretch. And I think Florida state, man, what do you think? Like, will the reaction to the team be different? Like, cause you have two things going on right now at once. Like when Florida state goes into Clemson or goes to some of these other stadiums, you have the normal, we hate Florida state because Florida state's really good. And yes. they beat us for all those years. So that's there. Plus you have the, this is a top 10 Florida state team. So we really want to hate them. Plus, Oh yeah. They took a dump on our conference for the last yeah. eight months. So like how much is the hostility going to be ramped up even higher? You think this year? A lot, a lot for sure. I do think that um, yeah. because Florida state really hasn't been a villain in a decade. Well, they are the villain now. They're the Darth Vader yeah, of this but conference. I don't think that referees go into games thinking about the health of a conference. No, I mean, but no, I, think I, thought, I was answering Iris' question about yeah, the fans I just and think the energy it, of the crowd. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, we look, man, to me, the biggest officiating, cheating, I don't know, cheating's not the right word, the most biased officiating to me happens playing to the home crowds. I right. just think that is what happens in baseball. It happens in football. It happens in basketball. And I think if you've got a crowd that's treating Florida State like the villains, and then if the Florida State players, Patrick Payton, Jared Verse, Jeremiah, those guys start playing to that and in kind of jawing with the crowd, yeah. I could see you getting even worse calls. So I think there could be a lot of factors going on here is all I'm saying. I think this could I be I do a, love the idea of taking the field and the extra vitriol coming our way. Oh, I mean, man. That's the best. Like, bring yeah. it. Let's go. Yeah, it's been too uh, long. Z Chan again. Yeah. Off the top rope. Damn. Z Chan, you are the man. 
The boys love the shout-out. Here's my question. What happens to the rivalries against Miami, he wrote Scum, and the school down south, depending on what conference we go to? Well, I, I voiced my concerns about what yeah. is happening to college football, and there is a chance that these rivalries go the way of the Dodo. So, yeah. I don't know about Florida, but there is a chance, hopefully not a big one, but there is a chance that Florida State-Miami ceases to exist, which would be a shame. I hope yeah. it doesn't happen. Uh, for real, I really do. I think it's when when I kind of touched on this a little bit in the column that'll be out tomorrow about, you know, Florida State was the program when 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 college football started meteor meteor. Oh, God, what's what are the what's the word I'm looking for? The I meteoric you're making, rise. You're meteoric word. Is that a word? I thought, you were gonna say, I thought you were going to say meteorizing. Jeff, can we go to that break again so I can thank <laughs> my wits? By the uh, way, I'm the one drinking the beer. Let's I know. I don't know what's going on. The, the the meteoric rise in popularity of college football that happened in the 90s, those two teams were at the heart of it, man. They drove college yeah. football. Yeah. Back when Notre Dame, you know, Notre Dame sucked for most of the 90s. Georgia sucked for most of my life. Yeah. Alabama sucked for the 90s. It was Florida State and Miami were the big boys, but, and it and they really helped create college football and turn it into what it is today. Correct. And it would re be really disappointing if that if that rivalry ceased to exist. So I hope it I, I agree with you 100%. We all agree. But if Florida State went to the Big Ten and they had to give up one of them, who do they give up? Miami. It's probably my, it's Miami, right? Yeah, you got to play. You got to keep playing Florida. But that, man, that really sucks. Yeah. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like it one bit, man. I do admire that. You say rivalry. that now, but you haven't been to West Lafayette. And that, <laughs> that could be a rivalry that's bubbling. That could the Florida State Purdue rivalry. It's certainly a basketball. They play them every year. So obviously, so if, if they go in the SEC, then they it stays. So Florida, Florida yeah. so Florida's gonna stay probably no matter what. Let me ask you so one here's the one on that topic though, of what's happening to college sports, which Jeff just brought up, what's it's happening across the country with all these rivalries going by the wayside. Was there and, and you see, see there's been so much hanging ring, hand wringing right now about the Pac-12 being disintegrated. Mm -hmm. Was there vitriol towards the Big Ten for going and getting Southern Cal and UCLA? UCLA? And was there vitriol towards the SEC for getting Texas and Oklahoma? Because both of those were totally unprovoked, like yes. just greed moves. Like there was no, they weren't protecting their turf. They weren't in danger. Both conferences, you know, like when the ACC preyed on the Big East. That yeah. was a we want we don't want to be the one that folds. We'll take their teams. But I'll those give, were those were predatory moves. Was yeah. there vitriol when those happened? Well, and I'll give Corey credit. He rightfully wrote that that was BS. That what they did was bad for the sport of college yeah. football, and that without somebody governing this sport to step in and say this is not good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it better's you. Yes, it strengthens what you are, SEC. But this is bad for college football. It basically eviscerates the Big Twelve, which it did. Um, and now what you watch the Big Ten do, grabbing UCLA and USC, eviscerated the Pac-12, which was already up against the ropes. Yeah, man. Is there, there was, and, then, and then finishing there them off, and then finishing them off by taking Oregon and Washington. Well, but but like nobody's really. I don't know. I just at the time it felt like everybody was praising Sankey for being a genius and praising Warren because, for, because they're hypocritical, Ira. And this is what I talk about with people like Pat Forty and others. They all write the. Column. They all tell everybody about how greedy Florida State is. They all tell everybody how terrible it is and myopic that Florida State's being right now because they're only thinking of themselves. Man, get the hell up out of here with that nonsense. Watch everybody else do the exact same thing, which is to look out for their very own interests, their long-term right. survival. That's what they're doing. And everybody knows that's what they're doing. It's like I said earlier in the show, when you don't do it, and let's say you do it for what? The, 
for the sake of college football, the better angels of our nature, Corey, because maybe you decide, hey, I think it's important that college football survive and that we have regionality and that we have conferences. Yeah, good luck, pal. When you're making $40 million less per year and you no longer matter five years from now because of that, where's the 40 column or anybody else's that says, well, at least Florida State did the right thing? Yeah, we should, it won't happen. We should look out for Florida State. It will never happen. It doesn't it happen. And I think what I the, the one point I want to make about all of this is, and I think I speak for all of us, it's not like we're excited that this is the state no, of college sucks. football. It sucks. It's not like this is something we wanted to happen. But it's not Florida State's. Florida State didn't create this problem. Exactly. They're Florida State's re- reacting. They're yeah. reacting. Right. They're reacting to Texas and Oklahoma leaving for the SEC and then watching the Pac-12 fall apart. They want a spot at the table. As I wrote in this column, there's two super tankers in this sport. Florida State wants to get on one before they're at maximum capacity. You can't blame them because they helped create this sport. And they deserve a spot on that ship a lot more than 80% of the people that are on there. So that's what it is. It's the reality of the situation that we're talking about. It would be awesome if every conference made $50 million a year and there was regionality and there was real, uh, there was really talent disparity and money disparity. And that's the and that's the thing, like 10 years ago when Florida State signed the grant of rights, and then when they extended it a few years later, yeah, you can go back and say it was ridiculous, and, and they, they were buffoons, and they made all these mistakes. The gap wasn't what it will yeah. be in, in a few years. And if the things had stayed the way they were, those projections wouldn't look like they were, look. And Florida State maybe could have held on till 2032 yeah. or 2033 or 2030 to, to try to make a move. But once that happened – they created the situation, and then they're turned around and like, oh, it's Florida State's fault. It's crazy. Well, and it's not new. It's happened for a long time. It's why we get – I mean, I, I love Florida State, so it, it, it pisses me off every time I watch it play out. I mean, and I brought it up earlier in the show, the, the situation with Bobby Bowden. And, you know, obviously I was a part of all that. I remember being – feeling bad about that, but also giving my opinion and thinking it's so crazy to watch them on college game day mock what Florida State is. And the second that somebody from the fan base or somebody with a voice says, hey, man, unfortunately, it may be time to move on. You're ungrateful. Yeah, you're an ungrateful, you know, insensitive a-hole who doesn't appreciate. You're spoiled. You're all these things. But the next week when they lose, it's the lead story. It's the first thing they bring up. And they mock. They chide. It's not even that, hey, unfortunately, we all know what's going on down in Tallahassee. It's a shame that it has to end this way, but they lost again last week, 27 to 10. And the worst thing about it, that's not how they report it. And kind of the worst thing about it is they're ripping those players because they're not living up to the standard of the teams in the past. It's like, man, that's not their fault. Yeah. They didn't recruit themselves. Like they're, they're, they're at least Florida state's fielding a team. Yeah, no, it drove me nuts. And, And this feels very much like that. Yeah. Every time I see somebody from the ACC write a story or somebody in the triangle, write a story about how ridiculous it is that, Florida State would want to leave or that they're not any good or, you know, why do they think they're special? You're like, come on, man, you know why. Florida State is part of the best of college football in the last 50 years. They're the upper echelon of the fabric of college football. Everybody knows that. Don't don't be intellectually dishonest when you write that column. And they all are. Yeah. I just want well, to give a shout-out to you Twitter could be a lot to take. Rob's uh, Rob had a pretty funny joke there, a little topical. Uh, make a. I don't even know how you pronounce that, but Tui, I think it's Tui, the yeah, ACC, ACC Tui, Tui. Uh, Florida State. 
which is what the Tuies did to Michael Orr. Apparently, right. yeah, they did not really adopt him. They just became as uh, what whatever the what is it called conservators. Conservators, or? yeah, yeah. A factor. So they got they got all the money from the uh, from yeah. the movie, and I guess some from the book. Okay, so uh, let's read. All things considered, is the Clemson game in September the most important game of the season? Clemson is very close to a ten streak. Yeah, man, that is yeah. the Platinum Bohica, and we yeah. cannot have that. And Louisville could run the table in the ACC with their soft ass schedule. I added ass. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I would say that um, it's a big game, but it's not the most important game. And I don't think that Louisville will run that schedule. It is a weak schedule, but come on, man. It's also Louisville. Yeah, it's they're not, not like well, Clemson yeah. has that schedule. Yeah. Louisville has not been good for a couple of years. You can't just assume on a first year head coach, they're going to be just dancing all over these less less talented teams it's it, it is a ridiculous schedule though thanks uh is it king i'm not i'm not sure what the what his name I is don't we're, gonna, we're gonna call you king buddy thanks for the king uh, hauling shed maybe all right king, king island king 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 island could be king island yeah i was trying to figure out what it it's, it's yeah but as as far as clemson being the most important game of the season i don't know nah, i don't think so i don't because i i feel like you could get a rematch against them yeah um so i wouldn't say that Oh, there you go. Thanks, E-Chan. Yeah, it's not as easy as yours, E-Chan. Uh, so, by the way, you guys see the way that I seamlessly skip over the ones that are impossible to pronounce? Yeah. Yes. I'll you be like, said. and we've got another question. Yeah. <laughs> we just go from there. I will tell you that we are wrapping it up, guys. And before we do, come on, Corey, you love being here. This has been fun. I'm just hungry. Sometimes. Hungry. Daddy's got to feed the machine. You just got to subdue, man. Oh, oh, he said yeah. I pronounced it perfectly, but I think he's making fun of me. There's no way I got that right. But if it is uh, Hollingshed, then I nailed it. Yeah. King Hollingshed? <laughs> yeah, he just forgot an O in there. And then he, he but didn't put the vowels in the vowels in there. Are the vowels. <laughs> it's, time, it's time to wrap it up.